Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to day three of the Ramadan series on emotions. Today we'll be reflecting on the twelfth emotion in the book. A handbook of spiritual medicine. And today it's about fraud. So bismillah. Inna alhamdulillah nahmiduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله الحمد لله indeed all praises due to Allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah from our souls evils and our wrongdoings he whom Allah guides no one can misguide and he whom he misguides no one can guide so bismillah as always I'll read from the book and give my own reflections so Emotion 12, fraud. Fraud al-ghish. The next disease is fraud al-ghish. It isn't wholly confined to deceiving customers or the tax man. It might involve concealment of any worldly or religious fault, blemish, or harm, possibly due to greed or love of wealth. For some people, the definition of fraud, whether related to a product or a service, is the act of deceit in making something useless or defective seem useful and beneficial. The Prophet ﷺ happened to pass by a heap of eatables, corn, he thrust his hand in that heap, and his fingers were moistened. He said to the owner of that heap of eatables, corn, What is this? He replied, O Messenger of Allah, these have been drenched by rainfall. The Prophet ﷺ remarked, Why did you not place this drenched part of the heap over other eatables so that the people could see it? He who deceives is not of me, is not my follower. Falsehood or lying, kidib, is similar to fraud, in that it is when one speaks contrary to fact. The Prophet ﷺ said, Every ummah has a fitna, means of testing. The fitna of my ummah is wealth. A time will come, and also the Prophet ﷺ said, A time will come when one will not care how he gains his money, legally or illegally. So some signs and symptoms for fraud are basically rumors on social media or outside of social media. So you show people that you're very concerned and you have loads of awareness to causes that are happening around the world socially politically religiously so you comment share like and that sort of thing um you report every rumor or forward every post that you hear without checking it's factual if it's factual or not or not and this is something that i feel like arab grandmas i'm speaking from my own experience have a problem with is that they forward anything like there was this one time where they forwarded um about kinder eggs being like poisonous or something and it's like mm, is that actually factual so we need to be careful about what we forward is it actually factual and you share stuff on social media without checking your sources or checking that it's actually true so that's a there's a lot of that maybe like sharing gofundme pages or just posts about things happening and it turns out that that's not true. Another thing is a fake persona and social media. So you show one thing online and offline you're a completely different person. And Qatada said, do not say I saw when you did not see or I heard when you did not hear or I know when you do not know for Allah will ask you about all of that. And the Prophet ﷺ also warned us that the worst type of lie is for a man to claim that he saw something which his eyes did not see, and he dislikes gossip for you. And the Prophet ﷺ also said, from the most evil of people on the Day of Judgment is the two-faced person who shows one face to one group of people and a different face to another. 
Another sign or symptom is concealing the truth. And this can be in terms of product or service defects. So as a business person, you might conceal products or service defects, or at least fail to disclose them. And you do that intentionally. So for example, for myself, if I'm posting things on Vinted or Depop, I, I like look at things with a microscopic eye. So I double check that there's like not even a tiny mark because if you, when I receive things, I also double check that there's no faults because you're paying for that service and you're paying, if the condition says that it's brand new, then you wouldn't expect to see like a marker pen mark on it or that sort of thing. So it's important to check these things. And we have this um, narration where Abdullah ibn Amr narrates, My mother called me one day when the messenger of Allah وسلم, was sitting in our house. She said, come here and I shall give you something. The messenger of Allah وسلم, asked her, what did you intend to give him? She replied, I intended to give him some dates. The messenger of Allah said, if you were not to give him anything, a lie would be recorded against you. So I feel like this is something that maybe we need to work on with how we deal with kids especially because if we when they're acting naughty or that sort of thing and you want them to calm down or behave you're like if you stop this I'll give you this and sometimes we don't follow through with that and so that can actually lead to maybe childhood traumas and even affect them in an adulthood and make them realize that oh they lied to me as a kid so I can lie as an adult so and this narration also proves it so if you intend to do something give something then you need to do that and the Prophet ﷺ also said, taking false oaths will hasten the sale of the commodity, but will destroy the barakah. So just, so if you're like selling, I think feel like loads of people do this on Vinted and Depop and even Facebook Marketplace. They'll like, they'll keep the tag on the item, but they've worn it maybe once or twice, but they'll say, brand new with tags, never worn. And that might hasten the sale, but it will decrease the barakah, the blessings. Some other signs and symptoms is breaking promises. So you make promises of two kinds. A promise made with no intention of being kept. By saying something like, I'll do such and such, inshallah. So you're telling a lie, but you're also breaking your promise. And a promise made with the intention of keeping it, but you later break it by your own choice. And so this can also be related to in Ramadan or even outside of Ramadan. So saying like, I'll give this person charity but then you never do so it's sort of breaking a promise you promised yourself and you've promised your as you've made the intention that you are going to give someone something but then you're like "Mm, never mind and then another thing is the excessive use of ambiguity or indirectness in speech so sometimes what you say is quite ambiguous or it doesn't it's you're not being direct and so you might be considered a liar and the Prophet ﷺ said, The signs of a hypocrite are three. When he speaks, he lies. When he promises, he breaks it. And when entrusted, he betrays his trust. So this is these are quite heavy signs. And I feel like many of us, speaking for myself, sometimes we might fall into these. And it's quite dangerous because we do not want to be from the hypocrites. So some treatments for fraud are you are conscious of deceit and corruption. So you understand and rem- you remind yourself that each lie that you make, each untruth, it can mark your heart with a, like a black dot. And if you don't stop it, your heart will become very diseased. And so you try and seek forgiveness and don't repeat the same mistake.
another thing is to stay honest and trustworthy in social life and in business. So you remind yourself that if you speak or trade with honesty and integrity, you'll be with, honored with the company of the prophets and the martyrs and the righteous on the day of resurrection. And another thing is avoiding deceit. So if you have any products that you sell, making sure to um, clarify and point out the defects or imperfections of it. Another thing is acknowledging wrongful doing and rectifying your affairs. So if you've, for example, taken anything unlawfully or something has taken part and you've kept it like secret that you repent to Allah and you make it aware to the person and ask for their forgiveness or replace it or return it. And so I actually have a real life example about this is um, I bought some shoes online at, at a sale so they were 50% off and then I returned them in the store and when I got my return, like the refund, they refunded me the full price. So instead of getting, if, so I paid for example 10 pounds and they gave me 20 pounds instead in the shop and so I could have kept that extra money I could have been like oh yay baraka this is a blessing just like with the emotion yesterday that we learned about fear of poverty like we want to hold on to whatever wealth we get because we might think it's from Allah it's from a source of income and blessings because we're we mentioned yesterday about how Allah can bless us with means that we don't know or imagine but in a way this is it can also be a test to see how truthful you are and so this was a test for me of like I can keep these extra 10 pounds and not say anything and just be happy about being blessed but in a way it's fraud as well because I only paid a certain amount so why should I also be getting extra and so that was a real life example that happened to me and then another thing is keeping good, good company, which is always very important in any emotion that we've discussed is just understand how you're going to be influenced by friends and acquaintances and just make sure that you're surrounded by people who guide you and encourage you to do good. Another thing is to be consistent in your honesty and forgiveness. So making sure that the only way to wash away that blackness in your heart, the diseases in your heart is to repent for your misdeeds and make an honest vow to you, yourself and to Allah that you are not going to repeat the same mistakes that you've done, the same diseases, and just ask for forgiveness. Another thing is honesty in speech. So when you speak, you're cautious and you don't blurt out without, without thinking of what you're going to say. You make sure that you give people 99 reasons before you say something about them. If you did say something that was false, then you seek forgiveness, either by asking the person for forgiveness or asking God for forgiveness. And you make sure that you check your intention and always verify. So if you share something and you find out it's false, you delete it and try and rectify your error. Or you make the intention that your social media that you're using, it's going to only be for good use. So to maintain kinship, to check on friends, to raise awareness of Islam and to just continue to do good. And we have the Prophet ﷺ who said, he, uh, anyone who believes in Allah in the last day should either utter good words or stay silent. So this is an important thing that I think we should all work on is if we have something that we're going to say and we realize that it might have a negative effect or it's just in, unimportant or it just might hurt some group of people, um, especially if you're aware of what was what happened 
yesterday or last night on social media with one of these social media influencers if you we just need to make sure that we use good words and if we don't have any good things to say just stay silent and of course the last treatment is to ask for proof so especially if you're been given news about something ask the person where they got that information google it research it make sure that it is actually truthful and the exceptions are that in reconciliation so this is quite an interesting one that in reconciliation when you want to unite two people two muslims who have maybe been upset with each other you can like go to one party and say this person said so and so about you these good things or they respect you and this way you reconcile between them which is an important thing to have we have the hadith i believe which i'm going to paraphrase where we shouldn't um not speak to our muslim brother or sister with um after like three days if we're like upset with them we should not hold off and not like ignore them or that sort of or avoid them it's important to keep the relationship good and righteous and just reconcile with them and another thing another exception is to conceal sins for fear of admonishment so if someone looks like they're righteous from the outside we can conceal their sins if we know that they're not actually inwardly righteous and so it's giving them it's not we're not wanting to expose their sins because we don't benefit from that they don't benefit from that and it just has negative consequences and the last exception is ambiguity or indirectness in speech. So, for example, if you say something to someone by paraphrasing it and it has the same, like, similar meaning, that's okay. It's just important if, to make them understand it better. And you only use it in terms of when it's in, ter- in certain situations, basically. So that's from the book. So as we mentioned, fraud is a disease it's not just fraud in terms of money which we're all very familiar with i assume but fraud can be just concealing people's faults blemishes harms either from the religious or worldly nature and it might be that you're making something that's defective look like it's useful and beneficial or making something or someone who's bad appear to be good and so it's very important to make sure that this can be this is a dangerous disease of the heart and we need to protect ourselves from it so there's only one verse today, which is from Surah Al-Hajarat, verse 6. Ya ayuhalladheena amanu in jaa'akum fasiqum binaba'in fatabayyanu an tusibu qawman bijahalatin fatusbihu ala ma fa'altum nadimeen. Oh believers, if an evildoer brings you any news, verify it, so you do not harm people unknowingly, becoming regretful for what you have done. So, alhamdulillah, there's so many beautiful moral like guidelines in the Quran for us there's things that Furqan basically they, it separates right and wrong for us and it's there in the Quran this verse it's reminding us that if someone brings us news we need to verify it before spreading it because it could harm people unknowingly and we're going to regret it later on so this is a beautiful verse to remind us that verify verify before you just spread and then for the name of Allah, it would have to be Al-Haq, the absolute truth. So we can call on this name, we can reflect on this name to remind us that Allah is the absolute truth. And we want to be even just a, 
a teaspoon of the truth, of being able to spread truth, know truth, speak truth, and be truthful around us. So this is a beautiful name to reflect. And lastly, dua for today is Allahumma arrini, Allahumma arrini al-haqqa haqqan wa wafiqni ittiba'ahu wa arrini al-batil batilan wa wafiqni ishtinabu. Oh Allah, show me the truth as truth and guide me to follow it. Show me the false as false and guide me to avoid it. Ya Allah, fraud is a very dangerous disease of the heart. Allow us to protect us from ever being frauded against, of falling into fraud or of causing fraud and Allah protect us from those who fraud. Ameen. Anything I said is a reminder to myself first and foremost. Anything incorrect is from myself and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika ashadu wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glories to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. I pray that today is a blessed fast for you. Um, and may Allah grant you all good health for the rest of Ramadan and the strength to fast it the rest as well. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.